Welcome back to The Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander, and this is a place that we bring together the world's leading experts in all things health and wellness to help you optimize your mind and your body and your movement. This conversation was with my dear friend, Emily Fletcher. And in it, we get into how to gain some semblance of control or relationship with our minds. If there's anything we're ever going to do in our lives, gaining relationship with yourself, with your mind, with your thoughts and feelings and all that, feeling at home within yourself, within your head, probably on the level of the most important thing you could do. I think everything cascades down beyond that. So your physical well-being, your biological well-being, your mental, emotional, your relationships, your business, all of that stems from this body, this mind, and that relationship. So that's what we get into. Emily is a badass. She is a best-selling author. She wrote the best-selling book, Stress Less, Accomplish More, Meditation for Extraordinary Performance, and there's some other stuff in the subtitle. Uh, but Stress Less, Accomplish More, really great book and uh, awesome human being. She's one of my most valued friends, confidants, and um, she is just a legend in the meditation world. So excited to share this conversation with y'all. I hope you had a lovely Christmas or a lovely holiday days, something interesting to ponder on is that three out of five Americans report feeling lonely with consistency. So this holiday season, as lovely as it is for many people, it is the pits for many other people because it just polarizes that sensation of feeling disconnected, feeling out of the tribe and feeling lonely. So one of the most stressful things that you can do for yourself is to feel disconnected, to feel like an outsider, to feel separate. And so during this time frame, if you are a person that feels well-resourced, feels connected, feels supported, does not feel lonely, then it'd be a great opportunity for you to be nice as the dickens to the people around you. You could make some food, bring it to homeless people. You could just smile. You know, you could ask people how they're feeling and actually give a shit. These are all great options on how you can start to spread a little bit of positivity during a time that is very challenging for many people. And if you're a person that does feel like you need help, it's a great time to ask for help. That is a powerful practice, and it is actually, I think, a deep demonstration of strength to be willing to express yourself in a vulnerable way. All right, um, let's just get back to the podcast with Emily Fletcher. Uh, thank you guys so much for using iTunes. Thank you so much for jumping on the Align Method book. If you are interested in getting a Christmas gift for somebody, it is pretty much the quintessential guide on how to effectively feel well in your body. So if you've got ankle pain, knee pain, hip stuff, spine stuff, you feel stressed, you have trouble sleeping, we cover that in the Align Method book. And we also go deeper into that in the Align Method online program, which is for sale for $97, typically $247. And that will go throughout the holidays. So I guess that's just another week or so. So that can be found on alignpodcast.com slash courses. Align Method book can be found on the internet. Just type Align Method book. You'll find it Amazon, wherever. You can also go to bookstores. All right, here we go. Back to the program with my girl, Emily Fletcher. Bow. Thanks for making time to have another moment with me. I want more moments. We got to keep doing moments. All the moments I can get with you, I'll take them. How is your mind these days through all of this like pandemicry and such? <laughs> pandemicry. Yeah. <laughs> really, really good. Huh? I feel very happy right now. Huh? I feel very grateful. And I'm in this story of like, look how many things we were taking for granted. 
right? And now anytime I get to see my friends, anytime I get to see your whole face, anytime yeah. I'm seeing any sort of live music, it's like, oh, what a gift, what a gift, what a gift. Yeah. And so I think instead of focusing on everything that's being taken away, it's like, how do we start to celebrate and savor the things that we have with this new sense of preciousness, this mm -hmm. new sense of gratitude? Yeah. Well, so I, I wanted to create something for people to have as a tool of sorts for people that are going through stress or sensations of anxiety or it feels like their stomach is jumping out of their body and they don't yeah. quite know how to how to wrangle it yeah um, because it's something that I've noticed myself going in and out of and it's a really fascinating experience to uh, witness like pent up unbound energy inside of my body because I think for a good chunk of my life I've been kind of like comfortably numb in a way where I've been navigating, operating more in this like outer third of myself that was pretty well adept at seeming like it was like, you know, went all the way down to the core. Mm. But in fact, I think a good chunk of my existence has been kind of on this like outer safety core. And what allowed you to realize you were outer third and then there was a place to go deeper inside? Well, I've been aware that so I growing up I had some some various different things that would seem as though like oh that would have to traumatize me and then uh, over quarantine kind of got into a relationship that kind of like stirred things up and whatnot so I started like feeling other parts start to come out and uh, yeah so we're in like a separation phase presently and I'm like witnessing all of this electricity from it and so it's a really fascinating thing like to like painful electricity or just like oh I'm feeling at a deeper level. There's certainly been times where I've, where I've actually felt like, oh, it'd be way more convenient just to like break a leg, you know, and have like cool like tendons and bones and like, they're like, okay, here I am. I know how to heal that. Yeah, I'll heal the shit out of this. <laughs> you know, but it's a very interesting sensation to have um, this, this kind of more like nebulous uh, sensation. It's like, it's hard to put your, your finger on. And, you know, sometimes it feels totally, you know, detached, easy, you know, optimistic, all that. Mm -hmm. And then certain moments, there'll be like all of a sudden this like wave where I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, ultimately, I think it's actually like really great. It's for the best and all that stuff. Um, but what I've noticed with that, the reason I'm, I'm giving you all these, this, this uh, story is I've witnessed this new experience of like, it feels like nuclear fission in a way. You know, so I think when we come together in relationship of any sort, it could be business, it could be the person, maybe yourself, whatever. Um, it's almost like nuclear fusion and you get all of this energy and typically it's channeled into like, you know, vacations and smiles and sex and whatever. And then that comes together and then there's the, the decoupling, which is like nuclear fission. And then there's this new release of energy mm -hmm. and then it's like this experience of understanding how to how to navigate that mm -hmm. be able to channel that into something that actually you know doesn't just make you catch on fire but you can actually like use it to combust yourself to somewhere beautiful yeah. and so that's i've been noticing myself really needing to meditate and journal and things of that sort so i'm like immensely grateful for all of that to be able to actually be in a place where i can almost stand back and witness this it feels like a beehive inside of my chest. Mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so I wonder uh, where kind of gathering your bits via like mindfulness and meditation and things of like that could come into play with something like that. Just noticing 
a sensation of perhaps disorganized, chaotic energy inside of yourself. Probably someone could resonate with that. Um, how do we start to get some semblance of uh, organization or sense of contentment or ease with that? Mm-hmm. So I think with meditation, what's happening is that you're you're flooding your own brain and body with dopamine and serotonin, which certainly can be heightened with that nuclear fusion, right? Of like, oh, like you're whole and I'm whole and we're coming together and we're creating this new thing and this alchemical relationship that is so exciting. But then to have that uncouple, it's like, oh, it can feel like a loss. But if you come back to this reality of, wait, don't confuse the channel for the source, right? Like this person was not the source of my love. It was a channel for love. I am also a channel for love. And with the meditation practice, because you're really falling in love with yourself and you're tapping into the collective intelligence, divine intelligence, unity, whatever you want to call it. I know you're sort of allergic to woo-woo words, but there is like no question this sense of wholeness that can be accessed internally. And when we're in mourning, when we're in loss, when we're in stress, it's easy for things to get erratic. And so with the meditation practice, all we're doing is we're de-exciting the nervous system. And with that de-excitation creates order, right? Like you were saying that chaos that can happen. So we're creating order in our nervous system. And when we create order, this lifetime of stress starts to come up and out. And, you know, forget about all the childhood stress we're all dealing with. Now we've got this sort of global pandemic, this sort of, it can be re-traumatizing for people. And then any sort of interpersonal relationships that are happening on top of that, homeschooling your kids, the divorce rates are higher than they've ever been, Um, economic insecurity, whole industries changing, these can add layers of trauma on top. And so it's like, how do we really come back to source? How do we access that fulfillment inside of us? And in my experience, meditation is just the fastest and most consistent way to do that. But you can't wait till shit hits the fan in order to meditate, right? Sometimes that's like the last resort for people. And if that's the rock bottom that makes you start meditating, then fine. Mm. But the way to not keep getting back into rock bottom is to make sure you have a daily practice, right? Like every day, no matter what, even when you're sad, even when you don't want to feel the feelings, it's like, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to sit with myself. I've actually found it convenient to have some seemingly like an an intense feeling to be able to sit with. Whereas I think that throughout a good chunk of my, and I'm probably still comfortably numb numb in some capacities that I just haven't like witnessed those parts yet. But previously I felt like because I was in such like a neutral place, I've been very like just with most things, political topics, BLM, whatever. I'm like, I'm just neutral, you know, France or Sweden or whatever. And it's been nice to actually have something that feels much less neutral mm-hmm. in order to almost like be forced to face. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's for me, I've actually feel like it's been like a real gift to have something that feels to just have some kind of tornado chaos inside to be like, whoa, okay, we have to, yeah. I have to use the tools. It's a new syllabus. It's a deeper yeah. teaching. Yeah, yeah, when your yeah. happiness is on the line. Yeah. And then when you have your own pain and suffering, it gives you so much more empathy for other people. Totally. You're like, this feels unsafe to me. Maybe I now have more empathy and sympathy for people who don't feel safe walking down the street because of the color of their skin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, if you've never had that experience, it's harder to find sympathy or empathy for someone else. And interestingly, with meditation, you're actually increasing the connection between the dorsomedial prefrontal cortex, which is the piece of our brain which processes information about people we perceive as separate. Mm-hmm. I'm black, you're white, I'm gay, I'm straight, I'm Republican, you're Democrat, different, different, different. It connects to the insula, which is our empathy center. So you start to actually feel more empathy for people who you previously perceived as separate. 
And so if you are subject, as many of us are want to be, myself included, to the spiritual bypass, right? Of like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Oh. Why is this happening for me? It's oh. all good. What's the lesson here? So annoying. Which, yes, we want to get there, but not at the cost of actually feeling the feelings, right? Because yeah. we have to feel it to heal it. And I get that it requires a huge level of mastery to dance that dance between like, I'm wallowing or I'm bypassing. Right. And it's like, how do you be like, I'm going to feel this fully and then I'm going to move through to the new now. Mm-hmm. And it's why I love this style of meditation so much because it rings you out. It makes the feeling non-negotiable. It's not a bypass. It's not a numbing device. It's not a pain pill. It's actually a catharsis. Mm. It's like ringing you out even inside of the sitting. Yeah. I should add, my dad's doing really well now. And he just got I've married. Seen photos like of the two of you. Yeah, he looks like, so handsome. He's so lovely. Yeah. So he's actually uh, a miracle in a lot of ways, which that's, you know, it's a funny word. But but he's he's one in, you know, a million. And for him to have gone from like full crackhead, like edge of death, to now being this really vital, lovely, kind of like Christian Buddha guy. He loves Jesus. Um, you know, but I, you know, I, I align more with like more of these Eastern type perspectives. I, I hear him speaking and I'm like, you're like a transcendent master. Yes. You just, you know, I mean, clearly. You put it in the guise of Jesus, you know, but whatever. Yeah. So we're all looking at the <laughs> like same evolved, thing. Man, even good school. Yeah. I like to think that God is a disco ball. And so, but then the other thing that's interesting that I've, I've, I've found, and hopefully this isn't just excessively self-indulgent and there's some value for other people in my own process of like experiencing but I've kind of rehashed relationship with my mom and... Are they together or not together? No, they've been separate since, since jail stuff. But uh, what's been interesting is I think that because I had... There's a, there's a book by a guy called Paul Arden. It says, whatever you think, think the opposite. And I think that's so true with like... It's very timely for now, in my opinion. Um, and also my relationship to myself through my parents. You know, because I had this very overt like trauma in quotations, one could say, through father stuff. And so it kind of pulled my attention away from relationship with mother. Hmm. And then since this trip back home to Pennsylvania, I've been doing all of this work with my mom and like really getting to know her as a human being, you know, and not just like mom, son, you know, makes me sandwiches and takes me to hockey practice, but like actually like human. Human. Yeah. Like, who are you? Mm. You know, like I wanted to be with you. Mm. Um, it must feel so good for her. Well, it's a process. I mean, y- yes, and there's a lot of stuff to work through. And I'm I'm learning. For you or for her? I think it's more, I'm just a continuation of, you know, her and my dad and my grandparents and, you know, the whole the whole thing. Um, and so what I'm I'm learning is I think what I thought this kind of like emotional guarding was, I think in fact was much more deeply rooted in my relationship with my mom and uh it's just very fascinating starting to learn to create this relationship with them and almost like healing myself and unpacking my own shit through gaining a relationship with my family. And that's the whole gig. <laughs> that's literally the gig, right? Like that's we souls, gig. we chose our families <laughs> to get our syllabus. Like our, your dad is your greatest teacher. Your mom is your greatest teacher. Mm. Like, so we, I mean, my son chose me. He chose this family. Mm. I chose my mom, right? And I'm going And through. we're probably the greatest teachers for our parents as well. Yeah, 1000%. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm now breaking this huge lineage that I inherited. I'm in the process of it. And my mom doesn't agree with my decision. And, and so it's like, how can I both do this lovingly for myself, release any guilt that I have for myself, but also help her to see that like, 
wait, you inherited this and then I inherited it from you. And so instead of like questioning this decision, what if we celebrate it? What if we see that now my son won't have to inherit this? Yeah. And so I'm really into lineage, what we inherit of getting really honest with it, breaking lineages that need to be broken. Because um, I think it's really why we're here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, so you're a mother of how many kids? One. Oh, just one. This is your first one. For some reason, I thought you had a whole fleet behind that. I think there might be like an army of souls that are waiting to come in. I might have some children in Jamaica. Wow. I'm just joking. (laughs) Uh, uh, I don't think I have any children in the world. You never know. But I, um, so another kind of like thought feeling that I've had in relation to the whole parent, son, daughter relationship is I think you as a parent, you have the opportunity your kids don't learn from what you do or, you know, you making them sandwiches and you're, you know, you've taken them to practice and, you know, all that stuff, like your actions nearly as much as from, from who you are, I think, Hmm. you know? And so if you're a person that as a parent, superficially, you're doing all the right things, but you still have your own baggage that you're holding on to, like that infuses into your kid. And then your kid has the opportunity to do the work for you, I think. Mm. You know, so whatever I, I think, I'm just like tinkering with these, 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 these fields as I'm kind of going through them. Um, but I think that like the subconscious contractions that our parents hold, I almost feel perhaps as though the children are like a continuation of that torch and they have the opportunity to do the work to release that contraction if they so choose. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if perhaps there's some type of ancestry kind of going through your family history and you can almost like heal the whole line in a way. Well, that's what I've been doing. I've been doing that for the past four years. I've been going through and like going through all my hauntings. I wrote down 30 hauntings for my whole life. I went back and interviewed my mom. I interviewed my sister and like about all these hauntings and and then unraveled them and started asking questions like, do you remember this fight? What about when this happened? Right. And when you do it, you start to come to actually the truth. So something that I thought my whole life, like my parents stayed together far longer than I thought they should have. My dad was an alcoholic, he was bipolar. And mm. and so- No wonder we get along. I know, that's why we're frenzies. We have mirroring traumas. That that's interesting. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I was always as a child, like asking my mom to leave. I was like, please leave, please leave. Like, we'll support you, please go. And she never did. And I would always ask her like, why, you know, why won't you leave? And she's like, well, I don't know what your father's capable of. And so me as a child, seeing him like violent and angry when him, when she said that, it was like, oh, well, then he would kill us. Mm. Like, it can't be worse than this. Like anything worse than this would be murder. Yeah. And so my whole life, I grew up thinking that my mom was staying because she was afraid that my dad would kill us. And it wasn't until three months ago that I interviewed my mom. And I was like, hey, mom, you know, you've said this my whole life, like a mantra. You know, I didn't know what he was capable of. I was like, what did that mean? I was like, did you really think he was going to kill us? And she was like, no, your father was never capable of that. I mean, he would have been very drunk if he was going to do that. But, and it was, and it shifted something in me. And she immediately apologized for giving me that impression. Mm. And, and that one sentence, that one question that I asked her unlocked a lifetime of codependence for me, a lifetime of fear of conflict, Mm. a lifetime of doing what other people wanted me to do, because to me, conflict equaled death in a very real way, cellularly, getting into a fight with someone in my body, I thought I was gonna die. Mm. And so her being honest about that and me undoing this lie that I had made up myself as a child has changed the course of the rest of my life. What if someone's listening to this and they're like, whoa, like this, I gotta, 
I got to interview my mom or dad. What if their mom or dad passed away and they weren't able to have that conversation? So I think that the point of what I was doing was trying to get to as much of the truth as possible. And so oftentimes, and everyone has their own version of truth, obviously, but I would say interview people that they know, anyone that was around at the time. You know, if it's a really a traumatic event, anywhere you can get other perspectives, because we, especially as children, will make up stories that aren't necessarily true. Yeah. So that's one way is just talk to people who are living. Um, but then energetically, if you're looking for forgiveness, if you're looking for acceptance, that can 100% be done even after somebody's not in their body anymore. So my father passed away when I was 24. And I actually felt like I was able to do a lot more healing and connecting with him with him not in his body than mm. I was in his body. Why do you think that is? I think I'm scared of him, especially at 24. I was still very afraid of him and I was angry and and so once he had passed away, it was like we could just connect spirit to spirit and not like trauma to trauma or human to human. I want to take a moment and thank my friends at BioOptimizers for bringing us the raddest version of magnesium that I have come across. Magnesium is a vital mineral that is largely deficient in most people's diets. Even if you're eating a good diet, it's largely deficient in the soil that we're getting our veggies from. So for that reason, is one of the only supplements that I will actually purchase, which is why I was excited to team up with my homies over at BioOptimizers. They make the highest quality magnesium that I've come across, and it includes all seven different forms, which is great. Oftentimes when you get a supplement, only includes one or two or a few. It's got all of them, and it is uh, simple, easy way to go. I use magnesium for sleep, for muscle repair. It's very important mineral for the function of your nervous system. So if your nervous system is feeling a little funny, it's hard for you to get good rest, you're feeling stressed out, your muscles feel sore or achy, any of that stuff, highly recommend introducing some magnesium into your life. And you can get a discount by going to biooptimizers.com slash align. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash align. B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash align. And you'll get 10% off on that purchase. And if you don't love it, you get your money back. No questions asked. And uh, that's it. That's all. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. And here we go. Back to the program with my girl, Emily. Yeah, the body's very clunky. Well, I believe we have an, I mean, I think it's elegant as you know, but I mean, we have an opportunity to learn our lessons on the spiritual plane. And if we don't learn them there, then they show up on the psychological plane. It's a little slower, costs a little bit more money. Got to pay a therapist $200 a week for the next 10 years. Mm. And if we don't learn them there, then they show up on the physical plane. Like the body is a record of our past. Every trauma, every thought, every bite of food, every all-nighter, like it all gets stored in the cellular memory. Mm. And so it's, I just think it's faster and cheaper to learn and heal on the spiritual level. Um, I also think it's why our work is so complementary and why we do get along so well is that we're both very interested in like eradicating this stuff from the body. Yeah. And that's, that, I mean, that's what Ziva does. It's like not just dealing, it's not just like a bubble bath for your brain. It's like, oh, let's go in and give the body such deep rest that we can actually start to heal the stuff that has been stored in the cellular. And now we even know in the epigenetic memory. Mm. And that to me is like why we're here. Can we go more into what the hell that means? Mm-hmm. What you just said. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> uh, just like the, if you're sick, you rest, body heals itself. You're injured, you rest your knee, body heals itself. Yeah. Same thing with this style of meditation. You're giving your body rest that's actually five times deeper than sleep. And when you do that, 
um, body starts healing not only from the stress from today, but the backlog of stresses we've been accumulating our whole lives. What does that mean five times deeper than sleep? Because I've heard this before and mm -hmm. I always kind of scratch my head a little bit. So it's it's not an exact, that's, that statement is not a fully accurate because it's they're different markers. It's, right. Meditation is a different form of rest than so you're sleep. So apples are five times better than oranges? Not totally. It would be like a pink lady is five times more delicious than a green apple. Okay. Okay? Like they're both rest. Green apples have a lot of nutrition. I'm fair. Sleep is very good for you. Good point. Sleep is very good for you. Um, this is just a different type of rest, but both are restful. So what we're looking at in meditation is metabolic rate, body temperature, and heart rate. So those things drop precipitously and very quickly, and they stay very low during the meditation. Also, the brain signature goes like into brain coherence, like meaning right and left hemispheres of the brain start to function in unison. Now the difference, the very big difference between sleep and meditation is that in sleep your brain is producing sleep chemistry versus in meditation your brain is producing bliss chemistry so even though a 15 minute meditation is giving you somewhere between like two to five times deeper than sleep you're not going to have the sleep hangover on the other side so it's kind of like a nap sitting up but with no sleep hangover yeah. and because you've de-excited the nervous system um, which a de-excitation is like Let's imagine your nervous system is like a pot of water. Yeah. If you were to get nervous and excited, it's like the molecules would heat up and speed up, like they'd be boiling. Yeah. And if you had one grain of rice in there, it'd be like, if that's the stress in the body, it's hard to get that stress out if the pot is boiling. If you turn down the heat, de-excite the nervous system, cool it down, everything slows down, it's much easier to extract the rice stress. So same thing with our nervous systems. We just rest. Body doesn't want to be stressed. Right? It's trying to get that stuff up and out. It's just harder to get out when your body's like a fun house. Yeah, I love that. Is there something that you could take us through that would be like a five minute kind of, you know, if you're having some tumultuous hurricane inside your, your solar plexus? Yes. There's some way to like, oh, here's how we kind of hone that down a little bit. Yeah, let's do the, the five minute hurricane. <laughs> Five-minute hurricane meditation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I think we'll start with something called a balancing breath. Mm. So we talked a lot about the right and left hemispheres of the brain, and also it's a little physical, so that'll be nice. So we'll do that. It'll help to de-excite the nervous system, balance things out, and then we'll move through just like peeling away the layers of emotion and, and giving us the tools to not spiritually bypass, right? Because you and I really like to bypass I think that comfortably right. numb piece yeah and just like sit in it and feel it fully knowing that the more we feel it the faster we can move through to the new now yeah. truly all right so let's take yeah. our right hand here it is thumb ring finger it's a little which tricky one's, which one's the ring? There, that's it you're like oh you got it if that's hard you this can do your embarrassing. pinky I'm supposed to be good in my body <laughs> so you're oh, already God. <laughs> You're just, you're expanding your horizons. You can do your pinky. I have spheres. There you go. There you go. Oh, you got it. Okay. So close your right nostril with your thumb. Right nostril, thumb. Yep. Yeah. You got it. And now exhale through your left nostril. You're nailing it. Okay. Now inhale through your left. When you get to the top of this inhale, one more sip of air. And you all can follow along with us at home. Switch sides. Closing your left nostril with your ring finger. Yep. Yep. You got it. Exhale through the right nostril. When you get to the bottom of the exhale, float there for just a moment, and then allow that breath to fall into the lungs, fall into the belly, inhaling through the right nostril, taking the biggest inhale you've taken all day. When you get to the top of this inhale, one more sip of air, floating at the top for just a moment, 
And then switching sides, closing your right nostril with your thumb and exhaling through the left nostril. Letting your brow soften, your jaw soften, your shoulders drop. When you get to the bottom of this exhale, bravely floating in that space between and allowing the breath to fall into the belly, into the lungs, taking the biggest inhale you've taken all year. Inhaling through the left nostril. Breathing space into your belly, space into your heart. When you get to the top, one more sip of air floating in the space between and switching sides, exhaling through the right. Again, brow softens, shoulders drop, belly softens, legs get heavy. And this time we're gonna do one more cycle, this time engaging your imagination. So as you inhale, imagine the breath and energy coming in through the base of the spine. As you inhale, imagining this energy traveling all the way up through the spine. When you get to the top of the inhale, one more sip of air and then switching sides and imagine sending this breath and energy right out through the top of your head, right out through the very top of your head, sending that breath and energy through the universal chakra as we exhale. Really good. When you come to the bottom of this exhale, you can keep your eyes closed and drop your hands into your lap. And ideally you have your back supported, but your head free. And I invite you to listen for all the sounds you can detect. The prevalence of my voice. Any sounds happening in the room around you. And this is a really beautiful opportunity to not judge these sounds as good sounds or bad sounds, as enhancements or distractions, but instead pull the lens of our awareness out, include everything that's happening inside of this experience. Accept, surrender, accept, surrender. And now noticing the most subtle sound you can detect. Again, we're including, we're accepting listening for the farthest sound you can detect. Perhaps you can even hear the beating of your own heart. Really good, and ever so gently bringing your awareness to your sense of touch. Just scanning through the body and noticing what's the most prevalent tactile sensation happening right now. You feel the weight of your body against the chair. There may even be pain happening in the body. Instead of trying to deny that, instead of trying to avoid it, can you lean into that sensation? Allowing your awareness to rest right in the center of the most prevalent tactile sensation. And now noticing the most subtle. Can you feel your clothes against your skin? Feeling the breath as it enters and exits the nostrils. Really good. And now we're gonna take this awareness one layer deeper Notice how we're feeling internally. Simply asking the question, how am I feeling right now? 
And if you're sad, please give yourself permission to be sad. If you're angry, giving yourself full permission to rage. If you're anxious or overwhelmed, just giving yourself so many permission slips to be exactly where you are. Let your body, let your heart, let your emotions say whatever they need to say to you. Life goes so quickly. We've been trained so professionally to not feel our feelings. So to take these few moments for yourself is really such a gift. Our body is always communicating. Our emotions are always communicating. The question is, are we listening? Taking this moment to tune into yourself and listen, how am I feeling right now? Like your heart is peeling away layers of armor. Whenever you feel like you've heard whatever your body needs to say, on your next inhale, I do want you to imagine that a beautiful bright white light starts pouring in down through the very top of your head. And it pours through your head all the way down into your heart. And imagine filling your entire chest cavity, your entire heart with this beautiful white light streaming down from the top of your head. With each inhale, this white light gets more bright. It starts to spin faster. You may start to feel a bit of a buzzy, tingly feeling in your heart. And as you inhale, imagine that sensation moving all the way down into your fingertips, all the way down into your toes, so that every cell in your body starts to charge up with the frequency of healing so that every cell in your body starts to tune into the sense of connection. And one final time, taking the biggest inhale you've taken all decade, imagine this beautiful stream of white light pouring down through the top of your head, supercharging through your heart, and then radiating out all the way into your fingers, into your toes. And as we close, I invite you to take a moment of gratitude, thinking of three things that you're most grateful for right now. Feeling sun on your face, food in your belly, people who love you, air to breathe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. trusting in our bones that all of this is happening for us, even when we're in a hurricane of pain. We look for why is this happening for us? And we give ourselves permission to feel so that we can heal. Really good. So starting to move your hands, move your feet, bringing your awareness into the body, into the room. Taking a cleansing inhale and in your own time, Whenever you're ready, we can start to slowly, gently open the eyes.
that was perfect. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> my palms are a little sweaty. Single tear. <laughs> That's my, my post-coitus tradition. One single tear little, or little, sweaty palms? A little weep and sweaty palms. Really? No. More or less. <laughs> Jamaica. That's uh, so it was the sweaty palm transmission. Sweaty, sweaty palm transmission. I apologize. Oh. Um, thanks so much. My pleasure. What a great moment. Or moments or collection of moments. Yeah. Where should people go from here? That's mm. this is the end this is the end of the thing. Straight to God. Go to God. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, you mean like a website? Yeah, sell yeah. something. Okay, sell something. <laughs> <laughs> We've got so many things. We'll go Vanna White. Book? We've got the book. Stress We've got less, the website. We've got God. We've got God. Actually, there is something I'm very excited about. Oh, yeah, um, right. So I've been working for the past two years with folks from Sesame Street and child psychologists from Harvard on what I really hope to be and plan to be the world's best meditation training for kids. Um, it is going to be so entertaining. We created a whole puppet. His name is Z Bunny. Wow. Um, and so it's this amazing course that teaches kids mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting. Mm. And I am over the moon excited to share this with the world. I think it's been a really challenging time for all humans, but especially kids. Am I in school? Am I out of school? I've got so much Zoom time. So to give kids these tools at such a young age, I'm super stoked about. So people can check that out at zivameditation.com slash kids. And then if they're interested in learning, if adults want to learn, um, it's just zivameditation.com. And I made a special code for your folks, which is just Aaron. It's your name. A-A-Ron. That's right. Perfect. A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron. Yep. And it gives people a discount off of um, our adult training, Ziva Online. That. Well, thank you so much. My pleasure. This Thanks was for totally me. different than I was anticipating, but it was—it felt very therapeutic for me, at least. <laughs> uh, hopefully, there was some semblance of—I'm sure that—I mean, I would imagine that would be helpful for other people. I appreciate yeah. purely individualistically. That was very helpful. <laughs> Good. So I'm they, so glad. And I think so the more raw and honest we are, we're all connected. We'll trust that this is coming yeah. through for the right reason for the right people. I'm with that. Mm. All right, off to God. Off to God we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for tuning in. Over and out. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you did, you could share some little tidbit from it on the Instagram. Be a great place or anywhere that you enjoy doing your shares. And if you do, you could tag me at Align Podcast and you could tag Emily Fletcher at Emily Fletcher. Thank you guys so much for sharing this and reviews on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you do that. And I so greatly appreciate you guys' support with grabbing the Align Method book during this holiday season. So the Align Method book is the quintessential user's manual on how to effectively operate your body. So it gets into all of the visual exercises that you could need, all of the breath exercises, the mechanics of how to functionally operate your hips and your shoulders and your ankles and your knees, the crap that we needed to learn a long time ago. We never did. We never got in elementary school, middle school, or high school. So we put it in the Align Method book for you. It's simple, easy to follow, and uh, it's out there. So you can go to Amazon and grab that thing, go to a bookstore, whatever you do. And then the Align Method online program is the continuation of that. If you're into having video instruction, you can find that at alignpodcast.com slash courses. Okay, I will see you or speak to you rather in about seven days. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye.